No. No. <laughs> this ain't that. Stop. Nobody even asked you to say this shit. Nobody asked you to say that. It's kind of easy when you listen to the cheat up sound. Pioneer speakers bumping as I smoke on the pound. I got the sound for your ass and it's easy to see. That this DJ be the G. It's kind of easy when you listen to the cheat up sound. Pioneer speakers bumping as I smoke on the pound. I got the sound for your ass and it's easy to see. That this DJ be What's the deal? Welcome to the Everything In Between podcast, where thoughts transform into words, words evolve into actions, and actions bring us right back here for everything in between. I'm Jedi Master Kwan, and I'm welcoming you to the Everything In Between podcast. What up, though, P. Davis? What's good with you, Jedi Master Kwan? How you living? Better than I deserve, brother. Better than I deserve. How you been on these past couple of weeks? Man, just really the same old shit for me, working. Staying out the way, you know, partying, turning up. Come on, partying. <laughs> you know, uh, this past weekend, uh, Meech, Demetrius and his girl came out. We went to the casino. Uh, lost some money. That's not a good time. You lost yeah, some money. <laughs> what you play like, when you was there? Blackjack, you know. Oh, yeah, same old. Yeah. It was your blackjack, so, you know, that shit was lit. I love going. I mean, uh, I like being in a casino, but I don't like losing money there, so I'll be having to get the fuck out. I feel that. I feel but, that. Yeah, shout out to uh, me, uh, him and his girl Chanel is here. Uh, they got a YouTube channel called The Bravos. Go check that out whenever y'all can. You know, that's that good light-skinned couple shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that light-skinned couple shit be funny as hell, but other than that, though, it's just been uh, working, staying out the way, grinding, you know, getting to this next mission that I'm trying to accomplish. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, I second that. Um, that YouTube channel is pretty dope. I really like it. It's kind of funny. It's cool. You know, I'm real close with Meek. You know, it's kind of it's beautiful to see him in a relationship and, you know, going through that journey and experiencing that. So that's pretty cool to watch and see. Yeah, other than that, though, man, same shit, different day. How you been living, bro? I've been good, man. I've been, you know, doing my internship, school, work, all that stuff, uh, yeah, just taking it one day at a time. Internship been dope as fuck. I'll say that. I really vibe with the kids. I'm in the middle school, so that's been real cool. Classes has been all right. A lot of funny stuff be happening. You know, I just be living through it. It's kids. Uh, yeah. I'm talking about all my classes, though. I got a couple of classes. They're pretty fun. They no, all right. No, 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 no. Get to the shit. Get to the shit, man. You know what I'm talking about, man. You hit the chat like you made a girl cry. What happened, bro? Break, break it down to me. Right, did, so. What happened, dog? Was like, are you you make somebody cry in class, bro? Really? You bro, you I, went that deep on her. You went bro, Huey Freeman on her, did you? Bro, all right, so <laughs> so I'm gonna feel kind of bad because because my class we got an agreement not to talk about what happens in class but i instantly told y'all because i was just like uh this is interesting this is funny but so <laughs> we was in my cross-cultural class and we were talking about the theory and the term intersectionality and intersectionality basically is identifying all of one person's identity and mushing it in one little pot and basically saying that all these identities put together make a special identity within somebody. We talked about the history of the term and the theory and where it came from. And I didn't know that that term intersectionality came from a black woman, Kimberly Crenshaw. She was a lawyer and 
it started from a case where a black woman didn't get hired at a job and she was claiming that she didn't get hired because she was a black woman so she took it to court court looked at the case and was like hmm well there's people that work at this job that are black and then that there's other people that work at this job that are women but there weren't black women and they they denied or turned away her claims that she didn't get hired because she was a black woman Kimberly Crenshaw picked up the case and like we think we have something interesting here so she looked at it talked with the woman came up with this whole thing that her identity is different than just or it's more than just being black and it's more than just being a female she's a black female and the way these two identities intersect with each other calls for different marginalizations and discrimination that will come at her so we we went over that term and everything in class and um then we had this passage from kimberly crenshaw that one of my classmates read out loud and then our instructor our ta at the time our full-time instructor he wasn't there he was in australia and the ta at the time you know was running the class and she asked the class oh so what he was she was like y'all go at it then so so she sitting and asked the class what do y'all think about that now let me paint the picture of the class for everybody. It's about 30, 30 something people in there. And if y'all was paying attention to a couple episodes ago, y'all would realize that it was only three men in that class. Two of the men out of the three are black. Everybody else is white females. And then there's one girl who is um, biracial. She's Cuban and white. So hey, that's a weird mix, but all right. <laughs> I mean, in Miami, though. So oh, yeah, they, they chilling in Miami. You know, it's, 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 she yeah. probably bad. Then she bad. I'm trying to set them up for failure. My bad. <laughs> My so, bad. <laughs> Don't answer that question. This is trap. <laughs> so <laughs> this nigga Pat. <laughs> you talking about Cuban and white? I'm trying to see what that looking like. I'm trying to find that. Shout out to Naisha. I love you, baby. So. Aww. So I'm sitting there waiting, waiting for the class to say something. So I already knew how I was feeling about the term and how eye-opening that was that a black woman started this. Mm-hmm. And in the first sentence of that passage that we read, it mentioned how black women were left out of the feminist movement, but did a lot of the work for the feminist movement and that white women received majority of the gains from that. Okay. So I raised my hand after nobody said anything. I gave them some time that nobody said nothing. And I was like, I really appreciate the first sentence because <laughs> it's true. And then there was another girl in my class, um, first semester of the first year. She put me hip to this documentary on Netflix. I forgot the name of it, but it was like the feminist movement and everything. And then inside that documentary, it talked about how black women were left out of the feminist movement and how it's kind of fucked up. So we had that kind of short conversation along with that journey. And that was you know, it's pretty peaceful. It's pretty cool. Then this other girl, she's pretty cool. She she went to Mississippi State, but she was, you know, one of those white girls who was all at the black events. You know, being a liaison and whatnot. Okay. White people with black people and whatnot. So she understands. And multiple times she's been in class defending black women on the disparities of healthcare and um, how black women voices aren't really heard. And all that stuff. So I, I I fuck with her. She cool. She she and she speaks her little piece on it. And then this other girl, very intelligent, very intelligent girl. She goes on 
and start saying like, oh, but it wasn't malicious or intentional and all this stuff and circling around that for like a good 45 seconds. Like the first 10 seconds, I'm sitting there like, all right, Quan, don't react, bro. You don't need to be tripping in this class. Let her get her thoughts out. Maybe she's not saying the right shit. I look over at this other girl in the class, like the one that went to Mississippi State, and I'm just looking at her face. She looking like, this girl got me fucked up. Fuck, she's talking about. Talking about, yeah. Fuck, she's talking about. (laughs) So I'm sitting there. So I'm sitting there at this point. I'm like, okay, I'm not tripping. I am hearing what I'm hearing right now. So I I look at the other girl. I'm like, bro, what? And so I do. (laughs) I kind of smack my lips and like exhale really hard. I'm like. <laughs> Get her. <laughs> and, then the, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the TA, she looked over at me and she was like, Is something you want to say? And my exact words was, I don't even feel like going back and forth with her right now. <laughs> so then everybody's sitting there like, hmm. Then my TA is like, no, if you have something to say, this is your space. You can get you know you can get that on. Nah, your TA instigated, dog. Nah. Instigated, bro. She wanted this shit. She seen it was smoke in the air. She wanted this shit, bro. She 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 seen it. She seen it in your eyes. She she know old girl what the hell old girl was talking about was wrong. She she see you. She let off that huff. And uh, yo yeah, your TA challenged yourself for that. She challenged your TA causes. Sorry hey, I, sorry to the girl, but her TA TA caused that. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, I say like you know. That's, that's kind of bullshit. We can all say, you know, when we look at back and things, like, it ain't malicious or it ain't intentional, but yes, the fuck it was. All of that is intentional. I'm like, you looking at black women being left out on almost everything that was benefited by white women and even black men, how much black women have done for that movement as well, the civil rights movement, doing two different things at once, fighting for black rights and fighting for women's rights at the same damn time and got that's left out of both. It's a lot of work. A lot of people died. A lot of people were sacrificed. And it's in it, and we can even go further on the right to vote. They worked for that too. Exactly. Black War on drugs. Took a toll. Uh, a like, lot of black women. Right. Took a, a huge toll. And think about even fast forward to the war on drugs. How many black women was affected by that by watching black men go to prison? Oh, that. Or coming back not the same. Right. So I'm sitting there going on about how intentional it was and how actually malicious that was. Um, went on about how I done seen my mama, my aunties, my cousins, um, my little sisters, how just how they treat, how they've been treated as black women. Not just people being mean and just saying some nasty things, but actually like systemic shit that got in the way and that has oppressed black women over the years. I even shared some, like a little bit about my mom, how she had a breakdown because she was overworked and underpaid and her bosses did not respect her or hold any value to her words until I came to her job and my Nana came to her job demanded that my mom you know had equal rights and that she can take time off of work and that we settled out all her payment and everything so that while she was missing work and was gone that you know they didn't have any means or any rights to fire her and at that same job around that same time there was a woman whose grandmother passed away and she took a couple days off and did not go like they didn't fill out the paperwork correctly and they fired her. They fired her when her grandmother passed away. You know, and she was a black woman. And like all that shit, like that adds up. Like all that those little micro, up, yeah. all those microaggressions and everything, like that shit is like that is malicious. That is intentional. And I cannot sit there and hear listen to some white girl go on and on talking oh, down so on black white. women. Yeah, she was white. Yeah. Talking down on black women, especially not even in the presence of black women. 
There was no okay. black woman in there to even defend themselves. So I'm like, Gotta okay. defend our queens. Gotta so yeah, queens. if somebody gonna defend it, I'm I'm gonna speak up. I'm not gonna wait for the other brother to speak up. I'm gonna do it because I was raised by women. You know what I'm saying? My dad wasn't nice. there in my life. I ain't have no no uncles that was there around. I had an older cousin that that was like my big homie. My granddad was there, but he played the granddad role. But other than that, they, nobody was coming in, taking care, of making sure my mom's was good. My nana was good. No, nobody was doing that. And I seen it. I seen that how that adds up over the years. You see that with 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 black women raising young black boys and they treat their young boys as if they their husband or their boyfriend because they got that whole like feng shui fucked up in their head to think that damn, this is my man now. Like really, no, black men have really abandoned y'all. And exactly. haven't been here to like hold y'all for real and protect y'all. And some of the shit like some of the shit is black men, but other the shit is like like systemic oppression you can go back to slavery and see that men were castrated men were abused and beaten and like demasculated in front of women in front of black women so like to hear that shit that shit pissed me off so i was going on for like five to ten minutes however long it was i don't know it's probably closer <laughs> to ten minutes <laughs> about how, on a rant. yeah like I, I got on my soapbox for real and i was like excuse my language but you got me fucked up <laughs> like oh you said that in class yes bro i did not you care you ain't yes bro shit. I did. Yeah, I, always said I, that did. Shit. I ain't raised my voice or yelling at her. I said the shit in a calm ass voice too. Like you got okay, me fucked up. You okay. said what? Okay, that's true. the class, the class, the class was looked at you like, whoa, shit. Some, whoa. some girl, some like a lot of the girls were like smiling, like, <laughs> thank you for like sticking up in the sense. But I, I went on about the healthcare disparities. Talked about how Malcolm X was saying black woman is the most mistreated person in the world. That's like, true. They, like this shit is real. And so after I was done off my soapbox, the other girl that was from Mississippi State, she hopped on hers <laughs> and went at it. And then, and then the TA turned and looked at the girl. So how do you feel about that? <laughs> Yo, that TA ain't shit, bro. <laughs> she ain't stop. Oh my god, she set that girl off with failure, bro. Oh my god. Oh the way. <laughs> All right, what happened next? <laughs> and then you know that's when it was just tears. Too much for. Her. Yeah, tears and. Uh, misunderstood and i'm and i i wasn't about to be like oh i'm sorry but let me cradle you because i don't care about your white guilt or your white tears because you, you can easily sit here and cry about a situation bro these women are experiencing this shit every day you, you taking a blind eye to it you don't notice these things you don't notice the oppression you don't know the systematic none of that stuff you don't know what black women go through how they looked over for job schooling uh, financial aid, any type of thing, any type of uh, any type of things that a black woman can do, you know, they're looked over for it in many aspects. Sports, no matter what it is, uh, sport casting, you know, uh, black women, they are definitely the number one mistreated humans in this world. Why? Don't know. Because they're such strong human beings. They're such a force in nature. I think that's just the whole society is just scared of a black woman. That's my. Man, for that's real. what I think it is. Then I guess it really do come out of fear, for real. Because you know, a black woman ain't gonna take no shit. Straight she up, she gonna take no shit for nobody. She gonna be about her own. She handle her own. She handle her kids. She handle her motherfucking responsibilities. And uh, a lot of times, it's just like, whoa, like you gotta ease up, baby. No, you gotta be. Nah, mm-mm. she black gotta come like that. Shit. She gotta come like that. She gotta come strong. She gonna come at you correct. You gotta come at her correct. Uh, a lot of motherfuckers don't like that shit. But at the end of the day, you gotta respect that. And uh, that's how uh, black woman approaches 
that type of mindset of how they go about their business, how they go about their sports. And that's why I feel like they're overlooked or like mistreated. And there's many more aspects to why they're mistreated, but it's just like, that's just like a common factor to where you just look like, okay, why is this happening, you know? Right. And I don't know. That that was just an interesting class. Um, that class has been cool, though. It's been cool to to get to know some other people on on a deeper level, just on their like on their different identities. No, nah, you like basically that. just said that class was cool because I made somebody cry. <laughs> no, <You know? laughs> that's how I do it. <laughs> no, no. I, I I wish I wish she didn't cry. I wish that you know she could take what I said and what the other girl said. I wish and then a, we could have had a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Conversation, but that that white guilt, that privilege guilt, got a hold of her, and she started thinking of everything she didn't like. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. And it's just she was probably just so emotional, overwhelmed that it just came out of her in that way. Instead of having a conversation, which we need to do today as society, just had a conversation. That's all. Right. And I and I wish we could have had a conversation where it was just like, oh, man, I didn't realize that. So clarify this then for me. Whoop -de -whoop. And then we could have had, a, you know, a productive conversation. But something exactly. that was weird, though, is I watched that uh, that um, that Netflix show or movie where Naisha was a documentary. Hello, privilege. It's me, Chelsea, with Chelsea Handler. And she's going over her white privilege and everything. I haven't like watched that. that. Bro. It's actually, it's on yeah, it's on Netflix. It's actually really good. When Aisha was like, let's watch this, I was kind of like, hmm, uh, all right, like, yeah, we can watch it. I don't know what she's going to say, but she really, she hit, you know, the, the right wing conservative white people. She hit the, the rural poor white people. She, a, a black Trump supporter was in the documentary. She went to the hood. I didn't know Chelsea dated a black dude back in the day that was selling dope. Got her pregnant. I like Chelsea Haller. The way the way she go about her business, it seemed like that she got a understanding. Like even when she got a stand up show, her comedian routine, it's just like I think she got an understanding of like that's okay. So I definitely got to check that out. But that's dope as hell. Yeah, it was really good, and, wait, and wait. she really she got knocked up by a drug dealer. Bro, yes, at a very young age. <laughs> Comedy. That shit's still going on to this day. God damn it. Man. <laughs> What's so, but What's it was cool, though. Like these drug dealers. No, that shit ain't cool. No, 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 no. Not that, not that, not that. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying, like, the whole documentary was cool and how she really touched a lot of different perspectives. So I put it in our um our cohort chat. And then that girl was like, I read an article about that. Apparently, it's super problematic. And I'm like, uh, I just watched this. I'm thinking, like, I just watched this movie. I think it's really good, actually. And a lot of people in this chat can learn something from it, you know, about white privilege, maybe, because we just had this conversation in class. But then this other girl, and I'm cool with, she was like, do you have that article? Checked her on it. And, bro, she done ghosted since last Saturday, bro, and never dropped the article. And never, never dropped the article in there? Bro, I don't, I don't know what's up with this, this white guilt and why it's traveling so strong. <laughs> <laughs> question why does white guilt overwhelm you guys in that matter like we get it we understand you did not have anything to do with what your ancestors or your the way your people went about things in the past mm -hmm. you don't have to feel guilty for slaves you don't have to feel guilty before how we were treated and that's how we that's why we look at you guys crazy like eh. 
like, what's up? Like, you I know, know you was looking at her like, yeah, why you yeah. crying? But and this ain't the first time she done said some like weird I'll have to watch shit. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch shit. Like there was one time I was I was talking about how I I was talking to another person in our cohort. You know, I was telling them how, you know, when the police pull me over, it's it's different than what you just told me. Like what your experience was. Like my experience is very aggressive. You know, they they concerned about drugs and weapons and stuff and they they watching, they looking real hard to see if I got an insurance or not. Like, you know, your situation that just happened, they really <laughs> they they called your insurance company, bro. Honestly, bro, listen, no nothing not a lot of things scare me in this world. Like Hundred houses just getting scared in general. But when I see those lights go behind my uh in my rearview mirror, my heart drops. Man, it's a, it's it's a sense, it's like a feeling in my stomach. Like, like I'm scared. To, I'm like damn, they're about to be scared to death. Like, like just today driving home, like a car, it was like a light, and it went past my mirror. I thought I was the police, and my heart dropped. And I was just sitting there, like driving home, just like you know, I was like, all right, calm down. Yeah, wasn't the cops. Calm down. And then I'm just sitting thinking, like. This fucking sucks. Why am I like this? Right. Over that. Over that. And I was going on about that, and I'm just saying that I can't really get aggressive or ask them for real. Like, are you arresting me? Are you detaining me? Or whatever, you know. Can't say nothing. And she like. We try to comply. Right. And and she like, oh, you can just drive off. I'm like, hold on. (laughs) Wait, she said that dumb shit? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Oh, she was like, that's your right to just drive off. I was like, look, I know it's my right. I know I can do that. But will I? Hell no. I'm a, that's the, <laughs> I reach, I reach to go from, I'll be dead by the time I go from park to neutral. <laughs> I won't even get that bitch and drive, bro. Now, as soon as you even put your hand in me near the steering wheel or even like try to switch a gear shift, he's pulling out his gun. Right, and I'm and the warning I'm getting is pow, 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 it's gonna be a chase, and it's like, damn, why are they chasing me? Right, then but but I think really what with like that white guilt or that fragility that comes from is that yeah, it's easy to say, oh, that that was my aunt, that was my ancestors, I had nothing to do with that, and we didn't create these problems, like we're just living through them now, but I think it's failed to realize that. That system that was created through slavery still exists today, and like white people still get the benefit off of from it. So when we tell them that, "Hey, you benefiting from slavery still?" That's when they be like, "What? No, no, fuck that!" Because I ain't never had no. a slave, and neither did my like, grandparents. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. You're still privileged. Yeah, like <laughs> you're privileged, bro. There's so it's much okay. that trickles down from slavery that white people get the benefit from that we haven't seen any of it. You know, exactly. and. It's it's weird, bro. It's weird. But off of that, man, I'm excited coming home in the next couple of days. You know what I'm saying? About the what day are you coming home? Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, I'm making that drive up. My mom's birthday is uh is next week on the 10th. You know, okay, so happy that's gonna be to cool. the OG. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I gotta show love to the moms, and then <laughs> and then we in Mount Pleasant with it. <laughs> I don't know why he said it like that. Uh, <laughs> I ain't been in Mount Pleasant in so long. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, you, you coming along? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! It's, it's gonna be crazy, bro. It's gonna be crazy. Don't so. worry. Don't don't worry. I got him. I got him. Don't worry. Ain't nobody got me. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. You hear that? <laughs> you can't drink Patron, bro. No, I don't know. I just, I just think that Mount Pleasant is a really good time. You know, cheap liquor, cheap, cheap bars, cheap bars. You know, Oats. cheap food. You know, we just gonna turn up, have a good time. You know, see, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to catching up with Grime Time, and then the Brotherhood as well. Like the fellowship, that's just gonna be. This is gonna be good, man. It's gonna be good seeing all the pro fights and seeing, seeing my guys. What's up, man? I I can't wait till next weekend either. We're gonna be up there for CMU Homecoming. It's gonna be a movie, y'all. I'm gonna be real with y'all. It's gonna be a movie. And also, we got uh some episodes dropping that we're shooting that we're uh, taping next week also with a couple of guests. So be on the lookout for that. Hopefully, hopefully everything line up where you know schedules don't get spun. And all that stuff, and we can have some guest appearances on on the podcast. That's that's gonna be lit. But hopefully, hopefully. But if it if it works out well, you guys gonna enjoy it. And it's gonna be a fucking movie next weekend at my pleasant. I can't fucking wait. Yeah, <sighs> I was just thinking about it now. Even though I'm only staying there for one day. Now, yeah, bro, saying? one day. You you tripping? <laughs> you tripping? I got I got to work. I can't miss no more days. Yeah. All right. So the question that's been in my noggin over these past couple weeks that I'm in between on and kind of stems from what's been going on with the president and all that mess. But the quid pro quo situation and him asking Russia, you know, we, we done did a little bit for y'all now do a little bit for us and do, you know, get to work. I guess one of those conversations were released and about a favor and whatnot. And then if anybody doesn't know what quid pro quo is, let me tell you. Uh, look it up. I want to give you all the, uh, the legit, <laughs> the uh, the legit definition. No, yeah. Not. So, a favor or advantage granted or expected in return for something. So, I didn't want to get on this topic about the political mess and all that nonsense because it's not really needed right now. But, Pat, my question for you was, you know, what are some things that you do and you either expect that favor in return? Either you expect that favor in return or you don't expect that favor in return. Like, where, I'm trying to figure out where that line is because a lot of people say, you know, you ain't got, you know, don't worry about paying me back. Don't show love. I'm family or, you know, you my homeboy. You know, just give me next time or something like that. So, like, what is that to you? Well, the type of guy that I am, me personally, when I do something for somebody, I, I'm just doing it for pure love, out of pure respect, out of pure, I just fuck with you. And I, at the end of the day, I hopefully you'll do the same thing for me. Uh-huh. But once I realize that you're not going to do the same thing for me, then it's like no more favors in that type of circumstance. And it's like you only get one chance, maybe two with me, you know, to comply in those uh, in that type of uh, setting, in those terms, you know what I'm saying? But like to me though, it's just like the kind of guy that I am. I'm just like, hey, straight up, you know, it is what it is. Give me whatever. I'm not that type of guy that just be like, hey, you got this, you got that, you know, uh, where it's at, you know, uh, you got my money. Like I'm, I'm just not that type of guy. I don't count favors. I just do it out of pure love, man. Pure, well, pure intentions and pure love. And uh, hopefully, that's that's not how a lot of people go about it. You know, people really think that uh, they try to hold over. Since they did a favor for you, they try to hold it over your head. 
Yeah. You know, you might do it. To, you might do it to some people just to fuck with them because like it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Like I do it to my sister all the time because this is my sister though. She, I like to fuck with her like that. Yeah. But like just overall though, it, it just be all, like all jokes and stuff. But like you know, like I you know like people definitely hate when you do it when you like try to hold shit above people's head like that. And that's why when you be that type of person, that's like the worst type of person to me because it's like you're not doing out of pure love. You're not doing out of, with the pure intention. You're just doing it because so you can hold it over their head and be a fucking asshole. That's real. See, now, <clears throat> that's real, real. But, like, now, what what, what conf- now I'm coming with a conflict with is, like, respect for respect or, like, love for love type deal. Like, I'm I'm doing, I always do you favors, but I know you're not going to do it in return. So then it's like. Mm-hmm. It's fuck you now. So. Yeah, it's not, no. it's not fuck you. It's, it's not fuck you, not. But it's like, all right, like you know, you asked me for, you asked me for that little twenty last time, but I didn't get it back. You know, like, or you asking me again? I was like, you know, like when I'm gonna get it back, bro? You know what I'm saying? Now I'm questioning you. Now, now you, you want it back? Saying? So like, I, yeah, yeah. You feel so me? Like, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of scenarios like when it comes down to the principle of everything. Like, say if you, let's just say you got a million dollars in the bank, and okay. somebody like. Oh man, Pat, I'm like three months behind on my rent, dog. I've been trying so many different things. Can you can you show love? But you got a million, you got a million in the bank. They asking for, let's say they rent a thousand a month. So they they looking for three bands plus that that late fees that they hit you with. You tossing? You know I mean? I'm I'm looking at like, oh, that ain't shit. I'm talking to you out of love. Okay, so now let's Especially say, if I fucks with you. Okay, now let's say you got. Fifty five hundred in the bank, and they want three oh, bands. That's what a little tough. Like? That's a little tough. I can probably get you a one. Mm. That's real. I mean, any anything that's enough is, is love. Anything, like you know, anything I'm just showing, I'm showing love. So you got to get it for somewhere else. But the whole thing, you got You got to just appreciate the fact that I'm even throwing you some money to begin with. You feel me? That's how yeah. I go about things. You know, but. You know, everybody different. Everybody different. Everybody go about their business a different way. I'm not being a judge or nothing like that. I'm just saying this is this how this is what I do. Me personally, this is how I am. So, so now if the so if you gave them that 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 stack, mm-hmm. and then let's say the tables turn, they was up, mm-hmm. and then you was like, shit, I'm down. Let me, and they was like, bro, and, and let's say they trying to manage their money better. So okay. you asking for a stack or something. You asking for a little anything, and they like, bro, I'm really trying to save to start this business. I and I, I'm on a tight, strict diet of no, nah, I can't get nobody no money. Then it's like it's not even like it's not even like me bringing that up to them. Like I helped them out in the past. It's just like I'm just putting that mental note. Like <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I'm out. You feel me? Because I'm gonna rise above again. I never stay down. You feel me? Right. I'm gonna rise above again, and I'm gonna always remember that. And now you fucked up from from for the long call, my friend. So That's then, how I look at it. Like, so I'm not even like, bringing it. I'm not even bringing it up to them. Like, oh shit, you know. But like when I, you know, I, I you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna bring it up the past. You know what I'm saying? Like, I okay, man. If they 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 want to go about it like that, then it's it's fuck you there. You mm-hmm. feel me? So now I'm like, hmm. Is now what is that? Does that get icy into some some low level of quid pro quo now? Uh, I did you a favor, yeah. do me a favor. Exactly. Doing favors back and forth, or does it like favors? Yeah. It's hmm. like yeah, at some point the favors got to end. 
Or do they? Or do or do niggas overstay their welcomes and favors? I think niggas a lot of times niggas overstay their welcome and favors. No, majority of the times they do for sure. What's the what's the like? Where did, okay? What's the boundary on favors for real? I don't even think I don't even think it is a boundary on favors. I think it's just like I think motherfuckers just be they be they be like you know inching closer and closer to see what they can what, what they can get from you or uh-huh. what you will do for them until they can see that you have a limit or if you don't ever show a limit to what you would do or help them with they keep on you know taking that out of you no matter what. Right. That's how I think niggas are. Because I remember what, what kinda, game? It's kind of fucked up. What game say in uh that one hundred? Do four favors for them when they ask for a fifth and you can't do it. It's, it's fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Like that, man, it's tough. And then it's like, at what point? When can you say no? Instead of like, all right, bro, I done did this. I because like intentionally you saying I'm not counting the favors. I'm not the one to hold it above you. But we going exactly. on three favors now. I'm not asking you for nothing back. But when can I be like, nah, bro, you, you're doing too much. I think. And then I'm. Then if I run, things. but then if I run all those favors over the head, like, bro, I done did this, that, that. Nah, it's like, bro, you holding on. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, now nah, you holding on, you. Now nah, you being a bitch, like. Yeah, uh, and then it's, it's like, like, no, I'm not. I'm being on some real shit with you now. Like, it's just me and you talking, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you like you taking advantage of me now at this point. You feel me? Like you, mm-hmm. you make kind of you, you looking at. I'm looking at it in a different way. I'm looking at you in a different way now. Like it's kind of fucked up. Like now nah, I can't even you know rock with you like that. But since you want to be like that, then it's it's it gotta be fuck you. <laughs> it gotta be That's fuck how, you. It gotta be fuck you at that point. If it ever gets to that point, it's gotta be fuck you. Shit, I was I was really liking the um what Ti said in one of his podcasts, and I can This is why I I'm excited to use my kids as a weapon. In this in this favorite thing, because he was like, you know, when people ask me for money or whatever, he just say like, now which child am I supposed to say no to? <laughs> <laughs> that I'm giving you this now, you know, I got to tell this one no because I done gave this this person out here some cheese or did them that favor, so now I can't do this for you. So that's that's something I'm looking forward to in that's the future. Apparently, just to be like, you know, my son got. Got this, got that. I gotta pay for. I can't. I can't help you, bro. <laughs> Even if my kid don't got it, like I, that's my. That'd be a better way for me. I feel to say no than just to be like no. To get out of it, just straight up no. Cause like yeah. damn, then my then my gonna realize like oh like oh, uh, you know what they do. You know your kids come first. Your kids yeah, come first. Yeah, like my bad. I ain't mean cause like cause sometimes if you just say no to shit, people always want to be like why. Yeah, motherfucker. Mother, I'm not your dad. <laughs> I don't have to explain shit to you. But then did you say why? <laughs> right, like what you mean why? And I, uh, mm. like this subject overall, though, it's like definitely needs to be discussed more because I feel like people definitely take advantage of people that always showing love. Right. And then I feel like once it gets to that breaking point, you know, shit does get bad. But it's like, but it's like the people that's really just like are being leechers and like being being abusive to someone that's uh, uh, showing them that type of love. That's really just fucked up on their behalf. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but you know, everybody go about their business in a certain way. And, you know, once you realize how they, how certain people move, you just got to, it's your choice to either keep moving with them, move without them. 
straight up, straight up. Hmm. I'm trying to think about what we want to talk on next. Do we want to talk about the the union strike or do we want to talk about this whole Amber Geiger shit? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk about that. Alright, so Amber Geiger and uh, Botham John case. Now this has been going on for about a little bit over a year now, but it really recently just hit the media again because the case is coming to a close or it's come to an end. And and we've seen I'm glad we we record bi-weekly or tri-weekly because we get to see things grow and we get to see our like articles change and new things come on we can our perspectives change and we don't just look like an ass coming out as soon as the news hit but you know it starts off people are like oh we got a black judge on um we got we got a black judge we got we got a jury that's pretty diverse and that might, you know, win in our favor. Because if you look at the history of things, black people haven't been seeing any justice. Facts. Since, like from police killing us and whatnot. Like we just haven't been seeing it. So we've, we've seen that. that hit the, I've seen that hit Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. And people are like, yes, we got, you know, a diverse jury and black judge and all that stuff on this case. Now, for those who don't know, Amber Geiger, she was a police officer in Dallas. She um, mistakenly went into somebody else's apartment that she claimed it was an accident, and she believed the apartment had to be had been hers, which she did live in the same complex, but just on a different level. She went into this man's house at night thinking it was hers, was afraid, and then she um, pulled out her gun. And shots were fired, and she killed this man. Um, he was a 26-year-old man, counting if that even matters, just hanging out at his crib, eating some ice cream at night, you know, chilling, minding his business. Oh, and he was African-American. Was he African or, like, I don't, I don't no, know. He was, I don't know for sure, but he was black, so. Yeah, and he was a black man. I'll say that, black man, pan-Africanism right here. We all black. So she was afraid and frightened and all this stuff. She killed the man, died on the scene. And she, if y'all have not seen, she has been posted almost everywhere of her crying, saying that she wished it was him that killed her and that she was afraid and alone and all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. So we saw that. And then we saw that the judge, which kind of threw me off a little bit, later on comes out and was like, oh, if the jury wants to, since the jury was going to decide the sentencing, if the jury wants to, y'all can do the castle doctrine, which is like the stand your ground in that if somebody comes into your home or you're in fear where you are, you don't have to flee. You can just See that, kill them right That was there. my problem right there. That was my problem right there. She came into this man home. So how would even the judge even allow that? In the first place, right? I didn't, I didn't, never understand that. But continue. So then, you know, that was sitting for a couple of days, and people were like, "Uh, I know the fuck this judge ain't just do what we think she just did. Like, did she just give the jury a green light to say actually she can be found innocent and let yeah. off?" 
And you're looking at this this judge, this black woman, and you're like, oh, come on, huh? Hey, you want to do your job? I understand. This ain't the time to be doing all this extra shit. You know? You, you, could, you could wait on this one. Exactly. And then the case prog- progresses to the brother of the victim on the stand, you know, saying his, his last words to Amber, saying that he forgives her and that hopes that she finds peace within herself and, and turns to God during this dark time in her life and that his brother will want her to be forgiven and all this stuff and then ask the judge, can he hug her? And if anyone has seen this video, it's a very powerful video, and there was a silence in the courtroom, and then the judge says, yes, you can, and then they both hug each other, and they're both crying, and it's a very, like, touching moment because... Oh, it's weird, but I ain't have a problem with that. Like, yeah, you know, he yeah. Can about, he can go about his business the way he wants to. You know, he knows his brother well, so, you know, hey, I'm with it. And, you know, they go back, you know, the judge hugs her, you know, people are comforting Amber and the... Nah, that one I had a problem with. And then eventually, you know, she gets sentenced to 10 years in prison. I had a problem um, with that, too. <laughs> that's that's basically it that all that I know right now of the whole situation. But that's almost everything. Uh, speak your piece, Pat. Firstly, we now know that... Uh, <laughs> I just seen something on Twitter that made me laugh. But uh, firstly, now, we know that... Um, a uh, black man cannot be in the comfort of his own home without someone intruding and killing him. Uh, officer at that. Going back to way, way at the beginning, there was there were rumors that she knew this man, that uh, that they known each other before they probably was in a previous relationship. I don't know if that was true or not, but those were the rumors when this first happened, right? Fast forward now. She has time served and everything. So, you know, uh, as going, I was watching this court case real closely, you know. In my opinion, I was very shocked when she got the guilty verdict. Okay. I didn't even think she was going to get to guilty verdict because of when a judge basically allowed to stand your ground law. I'm just like, wow, okay. So now you basically basically telling us that it's okay for a woman to just go into a black man's home and just kill him. Especially right. if she's a cop, you know she's she she was definitely heavily protected in this situation because she was a cop and a white woman. That's how I'm looking at things. So that's just my point of view from the, from the beginning, you know. So they like I'm telling you, like the the media and everything, they try to spin it a whole different way. Last year around this time, then opposed to this year with her before she got the guilty verdict. So, you know, as I'm watching this and everything, I'm watching the judge. I didn't really like the way the judge uh, hugging her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like uh, that was that was just a bad statement. Like, I don't know. I think the judge overall, she knew the high profile of this case. So her appealing to the whites, um, the white media, the uh, her white coworkers, Probably is going to send her a long way. And even though she's at the top right now, she's going to get more cases, not more high profile cases. You know what I'm saying? Like she she really just benefited herself for the way how she acted through this whole trial. That's how I'm looking yeah. at her right now. By allowing the law and even hugging her. 
But even so, the roles were reversed. If we were talking about this man killing her, you would have never seen a judge coming out and hugging this black man. You would have never even allowed to stay in ground law. This man probably would have been dead a year ago if this was roles reversed. And that's just 100% the truth. Now, the sentencing came down. I thought we could make a statement. You know, 20 years, 25 years, even life. I was with it. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> listen, at the end of the day, she made a mistake. I don't think she made a mistake. You don't okay. go into the wrong of freaking apartment. First thing, bro, you walk into your house, you know your surroundings. You know what's what. You know what's there. You know what's something's moved and everything. You know how your apartment looks. Right. You know what, you know what floor you're on. You walk into a house and you just walking around, you just pull your gun out. You're looking for trouble, lady. You don't you didn't realize that it's a, that the <laughs> kitchen probably in a different area. You didn't realize that that's not your couch. You didn't realize it's a black man sitting on the couch with some ice cream. Some ice cream. Chilling. <laughs> chilling. He he just had a long day. He's chilling at the crib, bro. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you telling me that a lady can just walk into a man house and kill him and only get basically five years in prison because a 10 year sentence, she's eligible to parole in five years. She's going right. to get out in five years off a of good behavior. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, most definitely. That's a dumb yeah. fact. Especially after so all these hugs and shit. Yeah, she's basically only spending five years in prison for killing a man. Now, if she if she didn't really mean this, I do not know. But from looking at my perspective, she meant it. And um, not to mention that she did have a past of racist tweets. She definitely had a past of joking about the death of MLK. Mm -hmm. And it's just like when you put those two and two together, it's just like you're looking at it like, nah, this this privilege stuff is going a little too far because if roles were reversed, it have not been the same sentencing for a black man as opposed to the white woman. And that's just facts and that's just how it goes. But that's like the type of sad world that we live in. Like, this is America. Um, it hasn't changed since back then. I don't think it ever will change. And uh, we just got to go about the way we live our life in a, you know, in a different manner. Because uh, you really, like, you know, you got people shooting the police dog 44 years. You got people even shooting the gun, getting locked up. Like, you know, the, the, like a black woman sh just shot the gun just to, you know, somebody was intruding in the house and she got some years, more years than what this lady got. Like, man, bro, when does it end? Right. I said, see, like, I think that's, I'm kind of feeling the same way as you. Like, I don't mind the whole forgiveness thing because I was talking to Naisha about it. Like, you know, this is a reality for them. This is their world. This is their life, you know, in, in real fabric that they can touch and they can feel that man's brother is gone. That man's, that that woman's son is gone, you know. That woman exactly. is gonna go to prison and spend some time behind bars. And it's, I don't even know what type of prison she's gonna be going to, because they might try to protect her, just because she was a police officer. And I don't know how well police officers do in a um, maximum security type place that murderers go to. So oh, she's gonna be protected, protected for yeah. sure. Yeah, and. I, I love the forgiveness thing that Botham's brother did. I think that was very powerful. I think that was very um, challenging to how society moves. It was very, um, it, it definitely resembles some of Mar Martin Luther King's characteristics and stuff like that that I admire. But his forgiveness 
should not hold any weight, in my opinion, to the sentencing. And it shouldn't hold any weight towards the decision making from the jury on what is considered right and what is considered wrong in this situation. I feel like that's something about his grieving process that he needs to go through, that he needed to do to be more at peace with himself and also a part of Amber's grieving process that she needed to do during his journey of rehabilitation. Because that's the goal ultimately with prison sentencing is to rehabilitate somebody so they can be a citizen a civilian not committing crimes, especially not, especially violent crimes. So right. looking at that, I'm fine with now, just like you said, if the roles were reversed and switched, I know for a fact that that black man wouldn't be able to sit in front of the judge and then be like, this was an accident. And people would actually be like, Oh yeah, an accident. Now I don't know. It, it could have been an accident. You know, she said, or they claiming that she worked 14 hours. Now, we don't know what she did in these 14 hours and how um, rigorous these these shifts were for her. But we all know that being a police officer is kind of like high tense anxiety the whole shift. You know, at, at the whole time, all you're really involved with is like if you're in like those crime, high crime areas, you know, like if you're in Detroit, everything you're involved with might be life or death. High tense, for sure. Yeah, high <laughs> I don't I don't really know what Dallas is like. I've never been in Dallas. Um I don't know what they hood talking about. <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> if if you might get shot just from looking at somebody the wrong way or you might run into a, a nice little bag of whatever on the side of the road. I don't know. I don't know what Dallas is like. But I do know that being a police officer is very high tense and everything. So that whole aftermath of working 14 hours of like high tense could have, you know, made her a little delirious and dissociate her normal steps. Because sometimes I'd be driving after a long day and like, damn, bro, I just drove three miles. I don't know how the fuck I just got here. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can see I, that. Yeah, like, yeah, I can see that. I'm like, what the fuck? But I'm definitely driving the bus sometimes like, shit, I'm done? What the <laughs> like, what's, what did I do that last two miles? Oh, shit, hold on. I got to chill out. I got right. to wake up, do something. See, hold on. Not, that's not good. <laughs> so... You know, her her claim that she she thought it was her apartment. Part of me is like, okay, damn. Then a part of me is like, shut up. You know, like, bro, like, like, what? Tell you, as soon as you walk in somewhere, you're gonna notice this your home or not, bro. I don't. I don't woke up. I don't, I don't had early a.m. a.m. classes where I I'm still I've done it a few times in college. Walked into the wrong classroom. Or the wrong room for a meeting and instantly knew like, oh, mm, wrong place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let me let me get out of here. And, and it's embarrassed. Exactly. Yes. But did I did I start swinging on people? Hey, get out, get out my seat. No. No. <laughs> you know, I, did I question people in the room? Hey, who the fuck are y'all? No. And I think that even in that situation, where it's like, okay, maybe what if that the man was in your apartment, right? Say that it was your place and that man was just chilling on the couch. At what? Like, kill him? Kill him. Just just that's, kill him. That's the, that's the first go-to. Like, not even a... You with the hey. action right away. Not even like, oh, what, what you doing in here? Yeah. Not even a... Uh, like let me close the door. How, wait, how did you even get in? <laughs> how did you... She I, broke I She broke it. So she broke in. Motherfucker Jones. If, if it took... Like, if you... All right. Like, I the key won't work is for a reason. And you break into the apartment... You just, bro. 
that, that all right so now that's, that's that makes it a little bit different you feel me so if you, you if you me, bro if you gotta break into this bitch <laughs> but by, by the time that door open if something don't look the same or look right you should know like oh my fucking fault i'll fix the lock i'll fix the door <laughs> this won't happen again i'm sorry and you back the fuck out and you go about your business and go do what you need to go do and exactly like my bad didn't mean to yeah and, and then now we can have a different situation where Botham's alive, Amber's alive, and maybe he's trying to sue you. Like, she just destroyed my door. And like, he broke my door. And then, then we can have that argument. I thought it was my place. And then it's like, then we can also be like, eh, not your place. Because you had to break the door. But uh, like, come on. Come on, Amber. And and then you see her just like. But then, but then, well, hold on, hold on. What also pissed me off was. When she said, "I wish it was him that killed me," no, oh my god, she said Big, that dumb shit. Yes, and in like in court, and I'm like, no, you don't. Like, how about we wish that he was just alive and you were alive and this shit never happened? It <laughs> never can, can, happened to begin with. Yeah, let, let's wish that because you know if he kills you, bro, that blue lives probably already dead by now. Dead. Blue Lives Matter would have been on life sentence, the death sentence. Yeah, he would have got the death. He would have the death penalty. Because you know what they already look like. Yeah, black man, white woman, bus breaks into her home, and she's a cop. (laughs) And she's a cop. Bro, come on now. When I heard that shit, I was like, shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up. But then, ultimately, what I don't like about this whole thing is. Just like the the sentence, like the sent, like I'll, I'll get on that in a little bit, but like how they just like really nurtured this woman this whole time for being a murderer. Yeah, and that's like this is like one of the most weirdest murder trials I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and and like what really made me mad about that is like the being a black man seeing that. So growing up. Our history textbooks, American history textbooks, you get those 10 pages of just seeing black people as slaves, black people being hung and, oh, overcame with Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King Jr. Woo, like, mm-hmm. our, our, and then now you, but in those, those, those 10 pages, all you see is a lot of trauma. You making kids relive traumatic experiences that were passed down from generation to generation. Exactly. And seeing a black man just being killed and people kind of, cater towards the woman that 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 murdered him kind of like made me feel like we're what about me <laughs> like and I overall like it's just a history and- <laughs> exactly just a history of black men and white women like Emmett Till mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like even just you can go back as far as that the history of him just even whistling at a white woman getting killed Trying um, to say hello, because like, he had a white girl up in uh up in Chicago that was a girlfriend, and people didn't believe him. Like that ain't your white girlfriend. Well, if you exactly. got a white girlfriend, go then go talk to that white girl right there. All right, bet I talk to her because I'm from Chicago. We can we can leave. Didn't know it, it, it was like that. It was like that down there. Man, but, you know what I'm saying. So you just going off a of history like that, where back then we couldn't even do that to a white woman and getting killed, and just looking at. Like a white woman kills a black man in his own home and she's getting nurtured and pampered by the whole court system, the whole defense. And it's just like, bruh, what is like, I just don't get 
the uh, the justice in that. Like as society as a whole, like forgiveness is cool, is one thing, but all the hugging, the, all the crying she did, all the like mistake is just like at the end of the day, you broke into a man place, you killed him in cold blood, you're a murderer. Right. That is what at the end of the day. Then I seen a tweet that where the jury was like uh, the hugging that the defense did, the hugging that the judge did was all they needed to see to give her a lighter sentence. And And that should never, ever factor into a sentence. But that's that's why is that fact? But like that's that's the advantage people use when they when they bring a jury out there because they know that a, a jury can can have that effect or that sway yeah, in some of the decision factor. and that, that that's the advantage to the jury but like you said that shouldn't that should not be like the little that little shit shouldn't do it for you exactly you know i'll, I'll they lucky i wasn't a part of this jury <laughs> we, we'll be still sitting there right now and i said i'm no <laughs> no i don't give no, a fuck I... that she over here crying Mm-mm. can can both of them cry right now exactly but that, but I'm not there yet. You know, I'm not. I this not have been a. This hasn't been a year for me. This has been the recent couple weeks for me. So maybe no, like so a year the, from now. We had a black maybe, judge I too. I thought thought it was a win. We had a black judge. The judge didn't decide the sentence. It was the jury deciding the sentence. So, the, but the hurt. I was talking about just hurt overall. The way she went about. Oh yeah, it. So yeah. It was just like, it was just like, bro, are you Uncle Tom in it up there? Like, are you trying to appeal to the masses that you work with? <laughs> Are you That's how I looked at it with her. Yeah, she 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 is just appealing to the masses of our coworkers. But then, hey, but then I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna flip it to a tweet that I just saw recently. Okay. Um, somebody quote tweeted and was and added Meek Mill. Like, hey, did you get this same type of treatment when you were sentenced um, from violating probation? You know the whole popping a willy shit. And he was sitting in fucking prison for what two years, a year, Damn two there. years, whatever. And he was like, hell no. Nah. And, and exactly. what's crazy is that he had a, a black judge there. Yep. They just switched the judge and got him off of probation and everything. Now, shout out to Meek Mill. He's been doing like wonderful work with prison reform and everything and how we look at the justice system. But yeah, from shout out to Meek that Meek. treatment is like, now, Meek didn't do nothing wrong for real at all. Like nothing exactly. wrong. And I'm not asking for if there's a black judge or black lawyers or prosecutors to have sympathy for, for niggas that's out here just like really committing, like murdering people for real, like cold blood, just like on some, Hey bro, like some gang shit, just some, like some gang shit. Like, no, like give them niggas. They time, <laughs> please give those niggas. They time. But like, where's the sympathy for us? When we, when we go into those situations, like that Sebastian Telfair thing, man, that shit broke my heart. Bro, that shit broke. Have you seen that? When he, when he said it again. Sebastian Telfair, he just got locked up. I think he's oh, out I, on no, house arrest. I seen him. I seen him when he was talking about the guns and stuff. Yeah, so he had that whole situation going. That trial was open, and then he just got sentenced. He thought, you know, it was just gonna be probation or something like that. No, he got sentenced for real. Yeah, yeah he got he sentenced was like think, just... three years or something like that. And he was pleading, yeah, like, was please, no, pleading. don't do this. I got kids. I got this. I got I got people depending on me. Don't do this. And they just that show was very sad to see. Bro, that's like where I expected him to go with that movie and everything. And it was just like, damn. And it's just he just got guns. Gun charges in New York is crazy, man. But 
there's no sympathy for that. But now I think he on house arrest and whatnot, and that's better. But what the fuck? Better, way better. Yeah. They try to they try to really send this man. They try to really get the men the fuck up out of here. Again, because of the court system fucking senses us in a whole different manner. Most than the other privileged folks. And that shit is that shit is fucked up, man. But this is America. What was I about to say? I'm about to say something. I don't know, man, but Amber Geiger, dog. That whole situation. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What I was gonna say, what I held off was what's been fucking my head up over the past couple of weeks, even before this Amber Geiger shit, was that prison's really fucked up. Sentencing is really fuck up, fucked up and inconsistent as hell. And prison doesn't do the job of rehabilitating people as it claims it should or its purpose is for. Yeah, prison whole purpose is just to make money and keep men down, keep men uh, depressed, keep men locked up in a cell, keep men reading, keep men fighting, keep men fucking each other. Like... <laughs> I'm sorry. That's 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 what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Prison is probably the worst place. But I only spent one freaking day in jail, and I was like, never again. Right. I don't, I went I went crazy that one day, and I was just like, never again. I don't see how people do years, months. Yeah, bro. Weeks, I, weekends. All I did was spend a night in prison, bro. And I oh, not prison, but jail overnight. And I was like, no. Hmm. Man, jail was different than prison. Yeah, jail completely. But the thing that fucked me up was there was no clock in there. Yeah. I'm a, I like to wear a watch. I like to know the time. I'm very, you know, aware of what the time, so I can be aware of how I'm moving and be as most yeah, suspicious as I can. I'm approaching my day, you know. Yeah, about my and day. man, I'm in there like, hey, what time is it? Six a.m. Nick, I got in this bitch at three. <laughs> Why am I I'm up? still there. <laughs> I go make sleep. Go to sleep. Wake up. What time is it? Nine thirty-seven. Nigga, <laughs> it's, you sure I ain't been here for two weeks, dog? <laughs> but I've been thinking about that because recently my brother, dog, uh, he be on my mind all the time. I still haven't talked to him yet, but like. He just got sentenced 30 years for something he did. Exactly. One that happened with all the stuff around the corner from my house. Yeah. We're not going to okay. get into detail on here, though. But, like, I know. You know, and, I, and often I sit here and I think, like, damn, dog. That nigga going to be 50 something when he get out. Like, that's mm-hmm. a whole lot. Like, at what point do we sit there and, you know, parole, parole is good because parole. That gives somebody an opportunity to be like, you know, fuck. That was some dumb shit I did in my, my teens or in my 20s. I'm not that type of person no more anymore. I'm 30. Y'all gave me 40-something years, maybe. Or life. I'm, I'm, I'm 30 now. That happened in my teens. I'm changed. I, I'm rehabilitated. Come on now. Let me go. And then let you go. Whatever. Exactly. But, but thinking about that, I'm like, man, there's a lot of people who do go see their board for parole and they don't get it. They get denied all the time and they're a changed person. But like you said, this system is for the money. It's to have it's a legal form of slavery. Yep. You know, either labor that's not being adequately paid for or they're not getting paid at all for some of this labor. And you're sitting there and I'm just like, damn. So 
do would I feel comfortable having the power to give somebody 20 years, 40 years? Like I was I, I put in the chat, the ground time chat, I'm like, yeah, Ted Bundy's, Jeffrey Dahmer's, yeah, give them give them life, give give them the death sentence. I'm that's fine. But a, a regular person, you know, like my man's that that shot and killed that police dog, they gave him 45 years. You know, 45 years, it seems very extreme for killing a police dog when we just exactly. seen a woman get 10 years for killing a man in his own, breaking into a man's home and killing him killing in his apartment. You know? Yep. So, so, like, that's been really fucking me up thinking about, like, how inconsistent these sentences are. The prison are. system is. It's overall. The sentencing, the prison system. Um, like, the gov- it's just really the government just getting money. Because, like, the more people that's in there, the more money they get. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Uh, they get paid for the amount of bodies they got there. Uh, it's really just a big ass uh, pyramid scheme to get the most people in there, um, just to get money for uh, the food. Well, what they call food—that's just not food. Even then, uh, it's still a lot of illegal stuff going on in prison, right there. Right. Uh, getting cigarettes in there, you know, getting everything that they need. They have so somebody got a. Uh, hand in that and they gonna get it in prison system it's really just it's really a fucked up the way society just bought about the prison system which i agree though that some people do need to be locked up because they're crazy you know what i'm saying they do bad shit but then right. like when you still got people getting more years for selling drugs then compared to a woman that killed a man in cold blood that's when it's a fucking problem yeah, it's a, it's a huge problem. Like, you got a lot of nonviolent offenses that take place in the, in this country, and we found a way to penalize somebody for it and give them consequences, and then turn around and start using those same things to pay taxes. Like, <laughs> motherfuckers are paying bills through weed money. Now the government's paying bills through weed money. And we're supposed to act like it's all fine and dandy. Like that that shit is that shit is weird to me. That shit is for real weird to me. That we sitting in like shout out to Illinois for taking that step that they taking with wiping away those sentences on the for those people who have been convicted and basically kind of fucked their life up from this whole system. But now we we watching more states legalize weed, but we not watching them release these people out of prison. And that shit, I don't know, man. It's, that's really weird to me. Because, like, it's definitely weird because, it's like, you got California here, Colorado, a bunch of different places where weed is finally fully legalized through the whole state. And you can actually go to a store and buy weed, smoke weed on your porch, which then, like, opposed to not even five years ago, you're getting arrested, you're getting sent to jail for those things. And you're getting more than five years. Right. In some cases, in a lot of people's cases, they're getting more than five years of being the intent to distribute narcotics, which is mm-hmm. a big census, especially if you are African American. Then it's just like you just taking a step back looking at it like now it's cool to do this when we've been going to jail for this for the longest. Now it's okay to legally sell drugs. Which We should have always been the symbolic, like, as opposed to alcohol, the symbolic, like, you know, uh, staple to where it's legal to sell it, as opposed to alcohol, because alcohol leads to way more deaths. 
Exactly. Don't get me don't get me wrong with weed, but still, as opposed to that many people, the amount of people that are in jail compared to the uh, amount of people that are in jail for alcohol, there's a major gap, and that's where society needs to change overall. For real, that's real, man. Oh, I did not mention today the suicide prevention hotline. Um, before I get into that, I just want to mention that two weeks ago, I was doing suicide prevention lesson plans in some classrooms, sixth grade through eighth grade. I did six classrooms throughout the day. It was a really challenging day because it was a lot of very like dark conversations with, you know, young middle school kids that was just led by me. And the responses I was getting for some of these kids really, really kind of like worried me and concerned me but it also made me more proud of the work that's being done about suicide and everything like that so i just want to remind y'all if y'all got somebody that's even in the the ages between 11 and 14 suicide or death has more than likely been on their mind i did this one thing where i asked them questions had them put their hand down and then they raised their hand and one of the questions out of those is um, raise your hand if you have had thoughts of death in the past and you would be surprised how many kids raised their hand during that time and that was like real humbling and so how old were they were again from like they were from sixth graders and through eighth grade Jeez. so like 11 through 14 and there was in every in every class there were at least three to five kids that raised their hand to that if you have had death um have you, if you have thought about death in the past and that really made me think like wow we need to do more work with our with our young kids, especially because at a young age, thinking about death. Yeah, exactly. That should be the last thing on a young man's age or woman. But you, but you don't know though. But you yeah, don't know. I know, they, but they it's go like through. what they go through and everything. That's what it's like. Overall, we got to do better. We got to do protect better. our youth and to teach our youth that don't even like, yeah, not even think about shit in that perspective. Straight you know, up, you got your whole life ahead of you to overcome those obstacles to overcome what like those actually and it's just where yeah that's that's very humbling for sure just looking at it just like god damn like that many yeah yeah that's crazy. so if you're listening to this right now you might be a young shorty or you might be around our age or you might be a, an elder an og or whoever if you know anybody who is <laughs> if you know anybody who's thinking about suicide or even suicide yourself you can call the suicide prevention hotline at 1-800-273-8255 that's 1-800-273-8255 hit that line call them check them out see if they can help or whatever also if you're looking for a therapist i go to therapy myself go to psychologytoday.com and you can find a therapist near you they might take your insurance they might be in your affordable range price they might be some of the intersectional identity intersectional identities that you may um take in with yourself so maybe pick one from there i love counseling i love therapy i just shoot the shits with my therapist and we just talk about different things we talk about growth we talk about you know some things that happened in the past we talk about things that can happen in the future and we just grow and inspire others and inspire each other in that conversation in that room and i think it's pretty dope and people should check that out for real most definitely, most definitely, most definitely. Check that out, everybody. You would be surprised, as Quan just alluded to, to what the young is thinking, to how many people are thinking it, 
and we definitely got to be a stack above to avoid any type of suicides. All right, moving on. Now you know what I want to talk about. What's good? <laughs> Fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Just for the listeners listening in right now, me and Patrick, <laughs> we are facing each other right now this week in fantasy football. We got a $20 bet, side bet, you know, see, you know, if I win, I take that 20. He win, he take that 20. Right now, exactly. I'm three and, I'm three and one right now. What do you My Pat? team is two and th- I mean, You know what I am. I, I, I mean, talk I to know. them. Let me let you know. know. Listen. What do they know? Listen, see what happened was, right? I drafted Antonio Brown. That's what I'm wrong at. I should have never drafted that man. He really fucked up my season. Um, but you know what? I'm a uh, I'm a great manager. You know, it's just been a it's been a long start to the season. I'm glad I managed to come out two and two so far, and I'm looking forward to getting this dub this weekend against Quan. I'm look very looking forward to this getting this dub this weekend. We'll see. Right now, we both had two players in the game yesterday on um, Thursday night football. I had Jerry Goff and he had um the tight end. What's his name? Disley. 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 Disley yeah. me. He, he put up a good twelve points. Yeah, I, he, he did. did. Yeah, he definitely compared did. To, yeah, compared to a quarterback, so you know, yeah, he did his thing. He did. He did his job. Yeah. Now I am projected to still win, though. You were projected to win at first. I was. I mean, there's a a fifty one percent chance right now that you'll win, but I don't even care about those projections. Listen, listen, yeah, I'm still projected to take this dub, so I'm just gonna ride that wave and I'm gonna take this dub this weekend and take <laughs> that twenty dollars. That's how that's how we gonna go about it. Man, you you lucky I, I bench Metcalf. Listen, listen, that's that's bad management skills on your part. <laughs> hey man, it's, it's all it's all in the plans, bro. And hey, look. I already told y'all in the group chat my plans. All I need to do is be top six. Yeah. Move on. You know, Saquon about to be back. Tyreek Hill about yeah. to be back. And <laughs> Oh, yeah. I forgot. Damn, you do got both of them. Yeah, so. Yeah. I'll, I'll be releasing some people soon. So, I, I guess for those in the league that's listening and for you too, Pat, you just be watch out for who I drop off my team. Listen, I, my, my team, my team good. We good. My team good. We don't need a mascot, bro. <laughs> 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 hey, you got you got solid uh QBs, man. I wish you would give one of them up. Listen, I got I rotate them, baby. I I, I did the wrong taste wrong rotation last weekend. You sure but did. it happens. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. You know, it's at least fantasy football is all hit or miss. Yeah. It's all hit or miss at the end of the day. But I am undefeated in the other league I am in. I know but nobody care about the other league. I'm just saying I'm four and on that league, so you know, and I didn't draft A B in that league, so that should tell you something, man. That's that's the common fact. I have the same quarterbacks. I have different running backs and different receivers. But I still got the same quarterbacks, same kicker, same defense. Not the same defense. Same kicker, you know. Basically, you know, I got the concept of the team the same, but it's just like the difference is A B. Mm. And A B really just yeah, he, he screwed me out of that season, man. It's cool though, you know. I, you know, hey, it's really just I'm really displeased the way he went about things this year. <sighs> you, y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? XL. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stress. A lot of stress, man. Like, yeah, man, that is stress. Trying to like, 
once I find out he got released, man, you know, it's like very hard to like try to. I'm scrambling. You know, I'm trying to make crazy trades. Uh, I try I actually try to get rid of him a week before he got released, and nobody, nobody was lucky. dumb enough to do that. Come on, now. nobody. No, I, I try. No, I try to release. I try to trade him like a week before he got released, like before that game, the Dolphins game. I try yeah. to trade him, but nobody took the bait. Yeah, because everybody knew. Everybody knew what was yeah. going on, especially after that whole you know sexual assault allegations. You're like, ah oh, man, ah, oh. this, this is this is this is more than just helmets that's about to go on here. Yeah, I was trying my best to get him the fuck up out of here, but I couldn't, and it showed. Bro, so many people hit me up for trades for Saquon and Tyreek Hill. But it was trying to give me doo-doo, bro. Like, yeah, straight people, up doo-doo. People, be, people be don't know the concept of trading in fantasy football, bro. Like, the trade offers I be getting, I be like, bro, what the hell is this? Right. Like, and for real. I was talking to one of my... Uh, one of the guys in my cohort, and we he got a fan, he he do fantasy football as well, and we were just talking about how when you re- it's certain people in your league where you receive a trade request from, you just be like, how are they trying to screw me over? How are they trying yeah. to fuck me in this situation? And where am I yeah. missing it? It's like when you play tic tac toe right before you make that move, you like, what the, what, what the fuck? What are they? Or like chess? Are you playing chess? You like. Shit look too good to just take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, it, what am I missing? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, like what here? am I missing? Like if I feel like I moved this pawn over here, that just opened up. If I take, if I get this pawn to take your rook, did that just open up my king? Like, yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm not, no. Let me, let me, let me chill real quick. You know what I'm saying? So sitting there, I, man, the, the, I remember I forgot who had Russell Wilson before Will got Russell Wilson. I was like, hey man, I, I was so, willing to. Yeah, Philip, man, I was I was willing to do some some decent trades for Will for traded Wilson. too much for Russell Wilson. He, he traded a lot, but I think he gonna be all right. I think he gonna be all right. I hope so. Because he so. he in ninth well, place right now though. So field team overrated though. You see, because you just beat him. Then <laughs> <laughs> you beat field too. Exactly. So you know, <laughs> hey. <laughs> A loser. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Phil, man. Shout out to Phil, man. But man, I I had some I, I was gonna give him a quarterback in return. You know, I think I was gonna give him Derek Carr. But you know, Derek Carr ain't the best quarterback. He he'll he's a good backup quarterback to have. Especially if you yeah. if you you know, he was playing with Dak the whole time. He ain't playing with Russell. You're never gonna use him. Here, take take Derek Carr and I'll give you a receiver or two. For Russ. I'll give you all this, bro. <laughs> no, man, I need Saquon. Nigga, what? <laughs> he already had in his mind that who he wanted. Yeah. And that's just too much to go for a quarterback. I'm not giving him Saquon for him. Yeah. No, as you should have. It's I, you gotta yeah, no, nah, I would have no, nah, I would have veto vetoed that shit. Mm-mm. But Zeke you, and Saquon for him? Mm-mm. Yeah, no, nah, fuck that. I'm not about to let him walk around with Zeke and Saquon. Mm-mm. Not gonna happen. People would probably try to kill me <laughs> if if they realized that I let that happen. So I ain't not, bro. But how you feel about the Lions? Uh, last L they took to the Chiefs. So at the like I don't know if, if y'all was listening in the past episode. I kind of I was feeling a little optimistic about how the Lions would be this season. I didn't. I honestly didn't think they were going to be any good. Um. Because of what they showed me last year. Uh, but it is the second year with Matt Patricia. Still don't really like the guy yet. That's just me. 
that's just the way how they went about hiring him mm-hmm. and getting rid of Jim Caldwell, which in my mind was one of our best coaches that we done had in the past. But well, that's any coach that I know of since I've been alive. Exactly. <laughs> Watching the lines. So you know, he was nine and seven. Matt Patricia come in. We have a losing season. Top ten draft pick. That's a different story for a different day. So we start off the year. Kansas, I mean not Kansas City, freaking Arizona. Should have won the game. We did some the Lions being Lions shit on time. End up in a tie. <laughs> Week two, guess the Chargers. Big play slay. Big place. I Getting killed the whole game. Makes the big play. We win. People, a lot of people surprised. Week three. Nobody think we was going to beat the Eagles at at the Eagles home. We go in there, do our job. We win that one. Okay, we're two and one. No, we're two, zero, and one. Mm-hmm. And we're at home against the Chiefs. Another game that we should have freaking won. But we did some Lions being Lions shit. And also the Rails being some fuck Detroit type shit. Because the Rails were very out of pocket with the calls they were making in the game. So overall, I feel like we would be 4-0 right now if we weren't the Detroit Lions. That's how I feel about us right now. But I'm very excited to see how the next four games go and the next four games after that. Because I feel like we got a definitely a better squad than I would have thought we had. But again, we would be 4-0 if we weren't the Detroit Lions. We might be cursing something, man. I don't know, man. You know, I'm feeling real optimistic still about this season. I was optimistic coming in. I do want to give Matt Patricia a chance. I don't really know his personality too well. He kind of got that Belichick personality of being kind of like distant. And he don't really show too much emotion, which in Detroit... In sports, we show a lot of emotions all up and down from the Red Wings to the Pistons to the Tigers, Lions, all of Like, when we even had the Detroit Shock, there was a lot of emotion in all of our sports. Like, we have fucking Rasheed Wallace. <laughs> that that says enough about Detroit sports. <laughs> you Boy, <know>? don't lie. <laughs> right. Um, so, I'm getting used to Matt Patricia and everything and his play calling style and his defensive tactic, tactics and everything. And our defense is solid this year. Pretty solid. He definitely has a great defensive game plan, definitely. Because what we did to the Chargers was very impressive. Very impressive what we did to the Chargers and very impressive how we played the Chiefs in the first half. Um, Holding them down because, hey, that that boy Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) He didn't throw a touchdown against us. Like, we we really. That's that's very hard to do. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is a dog. No, he has 13 this year. No, he has 10 this year. And we, you know, we had a lot of three and outs against them. Well, causing them to have a lot of three and outs. But it was like little mistakes, like carrying on, reaching out the ball at the uh, one, at yeah, the, one, at the goal that. line. Let's talk about that. On first down. What the fuck were you thinking on a first and goal play to reach the ball over while you were on top of somebody? No, while then, somebody was on top of you. Yeah. <laughs> Then let's talk about the freaking Lions not freaking realizing that they're running the ball back for a touchdown. Just standing around. No clue. They thought he was down. No. You play till you hear that freaking whistle. Right. No matter what. And they guaranteed they did not hear a whistle. But carry on definitely 
fucked up the game. Because he changed the whole momentum of the game. Because it was 13-13, third quarter. We get that touchdown there. We up 20-13. And who knows how this game goes. Right. But then... But then by that touchdown, it's a whole it's a whole point swing. You know, the Chiefs got twenty nine. Now we got thirteen. We back on the ball. We driving. Now the whole method has changed. Now the old Lions, to give you this credit, they would have uh, fumbled and they would have uh, definitely just they would have definitely uh, collapsed the whole game. They yeah. would have got blown out. But this Lions came back. They uh, did their thing, and they definitely had to lead, but they just left too much time on the clock for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes for sure did his thing, let him down the field. But after watching this game, I knew, like, that loss put me in, like, a slight depression. Like, damn, we almost beat the Chiefs and was almost 3-0-1, like, still undefeated and shit. But then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm proud of the Lions. They really fought a really hard fight, but this was just Patrick. This was for Patrick Mahomes, you know what I'm saying? Like every exactly. every goat, every legend got to get those stats of fourth quarter comebacks and wins and all that shit early in their career. And this is just building him right now while he's young. So I appreciated seeing that and witnessing that. But that shit would have been a lot cooler if he would have won and came up on top. But listen, listen to that uh, that run play at the one. Definitely, uh, uh, my man was choking him. Like, rough. Mm. you got to call that, man. You got to call that. He oh, yeah, really yeah. choking this, man. Like, I don't, they still might score a touchdown, but, hey, they 10 yards back. Let's run a play. We going to get it. Instead of being at the one, and they call him touchdown. You got to call that, ref. Right. The touchdown they called back, that was a touchdown. Like, come on, man. It was just like just so simple things that that happened in that game. It was just very frustrating being a Lions fan that you're used to seeing. I feel like the Lions really don't get home field advantage. No, no. not at all. Especially not against the type of against the Chiefs in that type of environment because it is Patrick Mahomes and he's basically getting a superstar treatment, which he does deserve. Because yeah. he is the MVP. I'm not mad at that, but still though, it's just like we're at home and it's just like refs. You know? We at home. Like, what's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Show some love. Show some love. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now on to music. What you been listening to over this little time apart? Well, first I was listening to a lot lately was the baby. He uh-huh. dropped Kurt. Uh I enjoyed it. I thought it would be more like the intro. Yeah. But like it was just overall, it was just like his sound, which I'm not mad at. But if I feel like if he would have went like more like what he was talking about in the intro, because uh-huh. I like that type of music, I would enjoy the album a lot more. But I still rock with the album, though. Don't get me wrong. It's just not my style to listen to on a day to day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I can, I can, go, I like I can go back to and listen to the intro every day. You know. Mm-hmm. But like the rest of it, it's just like I gotta have, I gotta be in the mood to listen to it. Uh, that payroll that dropped. Oh yeah. Payroll's on there talking. Hell yeah. P- payroll never disappoints. He don't never disappoint, bro. Especially like, I, I always every. Every payroll intro, I fuck with heavy. That Man, shit what? set the tone to almost all his projects where you just like, oh, yeah, this nigga payroll. This this where he going with this. Okay, yeah. I see. I see you for one pay. Let's get it. Yeah, that chain <laughs> on my, you got the chain on my dresser on there that my life I fuck with. Um, get your paper. History um, of uh, 
Stacks on the kitchen. Well, scales in the kitchen. Scales in the kitchen. Yeah, that validation. That was a good. That was a good story for him to tell about how they went about things with that video. Which, in my opinion, I was like, yeah, I can imagine that. (laughs) I was on some dumb shit. (laughs) (laughs) I was on some dumb shit, man. (laughs) That video was hot. (laughs) Man, what? Yeah, yeah. I want to go to jail the way that video was. Like, it was right though. Like, you don't got nothing to prove to nobody out here. Right. Niggas know, man. Exactly. Let me bring back that Kirk back around. I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna offend some people. You know, I hate it when these new artists they have a great they have a great um debut project or whatever or a mixtape that put them on the scene or they might come out with a hit single and they they get a lot of love. They go on platinum, double plat, whatever. They gain all the love that they need and recognition that they deserve. But then they say some stupid shit, like they they touch one of the legends and say some shit that nobody asked them to say. Nobody told you to to go out your way and say some shit. Like this nigga said, this this album is gonna be like the Carter Three. Now, mm. any any real rap fan, any real like hip hop, you know, you you listen to the lyrics, you listen to the production, the sound, the beat, and everything. You hear the Carter Three, you like, hmm. Okay, <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone, someone tapped into the uh, the vault of hip hop. Like if there was a vault, if I can imagine there was a museum of hip hop, right? There would be a room with a vault of albums that just can't be fucked with. <laughs> like no Carter one can. Three is one of those. The Carter Three is for show in that vault. Where like we all agree in that we can debate until the end of time against these albums in here and everybody will be like no this album better than that album no this album better than that album and but no one would be wrong (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you mention these albums the carter three is one of those albums this nigga says kirk was gonna be like the carter three now i'm a i'm a type of person i remember ghetto boys Growing up, my stepdad used to play that shit, bang that shit all the way to school, nigga, from East Warren all the way to uh, to Rogers Elementary in St. Clair Shores, banging Ghetto Boy CD. And one of his favorite songs was Balls in My Word. And it literally <laughs> didn't have no lyrics to it other than Scarface singing, All I Have Is My Balls in My Words. And it just, some, some DJ was cutting that shit. So I live <laughs> by that mantra of all I got in this word world is my balls and my, my word. My word, okay. Nigga, so when I hear somebody's word, all right, I'm I'm holding as heavy as I hold my word. All right, I'm holding your word. I heard this album, bro, and I was like, <laughs> this some straight mid, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. That's what I was straight like. mid, bro. Why what you serving this for? Talking about some, this the Carter Three, but. Somebody who album dropped that same day that I think is hot, that's better than the babies, is Young and May. Her oh, shit went. I didn't listen to Young and May shit yet. Twenty one songs of her just spitting like some real shit. Her, and this oh. was her debut album too. Also. Debut. Oh, her and it's her story. Her story in the making. And now we 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 see a lot of whole gender shit going on with with young and may a lot of people like to make jokes and be like oh is she still a girl or she Ooh. basically a nigga. like <laughs> niggas like the niggas like the whole day comments about her and what she do in her life and and what she fuck with but like that's nobody's business 
And I think it was really powerful that she matter because she'll take anybody, bitch. So take anybody, bitch. And <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt it if she could beat niggas' asses for real. Oh yeah, she probably just crap for sure. But you know, she named it. I think it was. I think it was really powerful. She named this album "Her Story in the Making" instead okay. of "History." History in the making. But I thought that was really powerful. And this shit is hard, bro. Like this shit is so fucking hard. I've been banging this shit crazy. And my favorite song on here, um, Zaytoven produced one of them. You know, Zaytoven, Gucci go way back, and he got that Gucci feel, bro. That cold world, bro. It okay. sound, bro. She was snapping on there, bro. She snapped on damn near every fucking song, cause that's his young and main. That's what she gonna do. She gonna give you bars. She gonna give you punchlines. She gonna make you ooh, like that shit was hard. <laughs> that was the hottest song of the year that year. Man, I fucked with it. I fuck with it. Um, some some funny shit that came out was that uh, swipe lessons. That <laughs> I actually I actually gave it a, a listen, a couple of listens, like three spin throughs, and I thought it was just funny. Like he not he don't he not coming with bars. He even know like he not rapping on beat. He not catching you with a flow. He just saying some shit and talking about. Hey, shout out to Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know he not really you know giving you. <laughs> he not really giving you nothing to really sit back and feed on. He just giving you his swipe lessons on how he came up from swiping. And I thought that shit was... He's snitching on himself. That shit kind of creative, though. Definitely snitching. He doing a lot of snitching. But have you not heard what's been going on, though, with the NBA and music? No. With Dame and Shaq, with oh, their tracks. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. gonna talk about we gotta talk about the Dame this tracks and oh, Shaq. Yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to either one of those. I've been catching the bars posted on Instagram and oh, Twitter. I'm like, all right, listen, Dame just dropped another one today. He dropped another one. I thought he, he said he was going back to practice. He he should have. He said he was going back to practice, but he didn't. He, he said, didn't. no, fuck that, because this nigga said I can't he be said like. He ain't coming. playing. He said he ain't playing. <laughs> Oh man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta run those. You gotta listen, you gotta listen to it. All right, Dame talk, bro. Y'all gotta stop trying this man, Dame Dollar. This man <laughs> really rap. He said, he said, fuck what you did. He said, he said, fuck what you did in the past. Fuck your rings. I'm a real nigga. I can out rap you. This is not basketball. We talking about. This I is fuck, real street shit. I fuck with him. I think one of my drives back to Michigan, I was playing Dame. That whole album that he came out with, and I was like, "Yo, this nigga actually can rap. Yeah, rap. He can, like he, he not one of those Kobe Bryant rapping ass niggas. No, this hey, nigga hey, still chill on rap. Kobe. Chill, don't. All right, all right. No, no, try it lightly. Try it lightly. No, no, we love Kobe. <laughs> Kobe definitely can get dragged for the shit he was saying, and how he was trying to be a rapper in a three piece suit. In a video. Boy, if hey, you don't the fuck, listen, listen, stop it, Kobe." Stop, bro. You not Usher, nigga. You not Digged Edge. You not about to sit here and just drop your quick 16 and hit the gym. No, Kobe. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that, man, I don't know. I, I fucked with that dame. That dame was nice. But I got to check out that little, that Shaq and him rap beef because I think that's that's hilarious, bro. Check it out, bro. I can't even talk about it now. You got to check it out because they ain't on there talking that shit. Man. And uh, they ain't can rap. And also uh, today, Summer Walker dropped her project. Yes, she did. Man. Man. <laughs> I was... Listen. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pat. <laughs> Nigga. 
Yeah. Nigga, what? <laughs> Some walkers in her bag, dog. <laughs> Bruh. Well, see, now this is the first day it's out, so we don't. Yeah. I, I can't really give the full review that I want to give, but I'm going to give off the two listens, two oh, yeah. and a half yeah. lists that I yeah, give. I gave twice today's also. Bro, I didn't listen to, I didn't look at any of the features. Nope. I, I typically don't do that unless it's like thrown in my face. Like, here's my feature list. Bring all your fans to the party. No, I don't do that. I just kind of, you know, your shit drop. I'm going to fuck with it. So, I'm going to fuck with you. I'm going to fuck with you. So, I'm I'm playing the shit while I'm driving and whatnot. When I'm, I'm showering and everything. You know, that's why I like to listen to music in the shower and driving. So, Bryson Tiller, that nigga went off on that playing games. Fucking when I heard come through. Well Usher? Nigga. Damn. At first I'm uh, like, first I'm like, did she sample Usher? I'm in the car dancing. Did she sample Usher? Okay. Lead okay, shit. Now I heard Usher hop on that hoe. And I was like, oh, this nigga kind of sound like Usher. I'm like, <laughs> that's a my ass shit. They got a nigga pretending to be Usher. I look into my phone, I'm like, no, that's Usher. Uh. That's Usher on that hoe. That's Damn. Usher on that hoe. Okay. And then that the Janae, that A Boogie, that part. I don't even fuck with party for real. Like I'm party one of the, snap. yeah, I'm one of the few people who like didn't hop on that party wave. Like oh party, I heard that I'm like yo party fuck party party, party snapped on that. <laughs> party Black snapped on, on there doing his thing. No oh, that uh that drunk dollar crazy. That, I'm yeah, just that, like yeah, that Patron dude man you know that Patron man you know going you love motherfucking up real quick. I like I like though at the end how they had uh. You can hear the sound of her calling the FaceTime. Yeah, the FaceTime and shit. Yeah, that was dope to say. I swear, man, motherfuckers been there plenty of times where they like, uh, you know, they they gone and they just like, fuck. Let me, fuck uh, it. let me, let me, let me make that call. Then you don't. They don't like, bro. When they don't pick, you that like, used to break thank my heart. God. Then, no, thank, sometimes no. you, be thank, you be thank God, and the next day you might like, thank God. Yeah, the but next day thank God moment, when they like, why you, you call me like, and you fuck. You know why I called you. Just stop playing. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty. I thought that was like spot on. Like, damn, bro, this album really good. Just off of like the little cultural things that we go through today with the iPhone. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that was pretty cool. I fucked with that, man. I fucked with that heavy. I gotta definitely listen to this. Like at least I don't know. Tomorrow I'm gonna listen to it. The next day I'm gonna listen to it. The next day I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna pick up on shit I didn't pick up on. Like speaking of picking up on shit I didn't pick up on, so I kept listening to the Chasing Summer, that Sir album. Mm-hmm. Man, that fucking Sir, bro. So it's been time to marinate. Like that's why I like letting music marinate. Uh, Kobe going crazy, bro. So what the fuck? <laughs> That's why I like that's why I like music to marinate, bro. Cause like songs get you know you get to actually sit on them for a minute. You gotta sit on them, man. Like you gonna catch some shit that you might have missed the first listen or second listen, and then you just like, damn, they said that shit. Like okay, they was really snapping on this little on this little song, and especially if you missed it the first time, you was like, damn, how how did I miss this song? Like damn, they snapping on this song. Like I saw always you always like going back to you yeah. know the albums and stuff, you know, catching on. Like okay, damn, they went hard on this song. I don't know how I missed it the first time and shit. Yeah, why I didn't listen to? Because sometimes you know I be playing albums for the first time. I might be cooking. I might be on Twitter, Instagram. I might I might be playing a game. 
and you know just recycling it through my everyday life because I like music to fit into my life because music is you know big part of me. But that that recipe, mm-hmm. whoa, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, that recipe, that nigga, bro. It's, it's track 13. All the listeners go play Recipe after this podcast. We almost through. Y'all know how we do. You know, we talk about music. You know it's wrapping up. Facts. The fucking Recipe is this nigga. Now, I'm a faithful black man. I'm in my bag. And I'm committed to my relationship. But he done painted. Try lightly. The, no, but the nigga painted back in the day when I wasn't uh, in a relationship. And I was single and... You know, girls will... How it goes. How it yeah, goes. Like, like how, you know, I'm not even going to speak on me, but like how people in general in relationships or situationships get it confused it's from the other. Yeah. When they be like, like one, whoa, one person is all the way in trying to make something out of nothing. Another person is like, I done told you from the start. This ain't that. This, and I was like... That's how, this how it was going to go, you know? Bro, and the whole song, like, I'm like, yo, this nigga, this nigga killed that. Killed yeah, that for sure. Definitely. I ain't I ain't listened to that uh that uh Travis Scott single that dropped today. So I didn't I'm not really too I'm a, I'm gonna catch up on it. I you know who good. always dropped non disappointing music that I that I really should have gave a chance to because uh Kevin Gates he dropped the album last week too. But, I still gotta uh, check that out. And uh I, I enjoyed it. It was definitely yeah, man, a baby really disappointed a lot <laughs> with this album. Compared to the other shit that dropped that that day, it was like with yeah. the game with the payroll to Kevin Gates, you know, and it was just like, damn, baby. But hey, it's a lot of music out there. That Summer Walker hot. Chris Brown dropped it extended to Indigo, which like, damn, nigga, you might have to that. Yeah, nigga, you dropped you dropped more songs to the lot, all them songs. Damn, Chris Chris Brown, man, Chris Brown, he'll go, man, he'll go, man. If a show it's, amazing. it's amazing to see how he's involved since running. And I was like, what? When I, we was like, fucking. See you can run it, run it. Exactly. I was like, I think I was in uh, elementary school. On the floor, if he ain't, let me know. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all ain't know I had vocals. Uh-oh. No, but I'm going to, bro, I'm going to tell you the song that fucking, I don't know when it came out, bro. But I I came across it around the same time. Um, who dropped? I forgot what I was listening to. But title does this cool thing where it plays. If y'all ain't on title, get on title. Fuck Apple Apple Music. Fuck Spotify. Get on title. They don't pay me. They should though. It's it's not fuck Spotify yet. Spotify. Hey, listen. I see what y'all doing on all the podcasts. You know, we young. We out here. We evolving. We gonna hopefully get there one day. We, we see y'all, but I don't know when um, her came out with that song "Slide" with YG. Okay, yeah, but that song is hot and it did not get enough attention. No, not at all, not at all, bro. I love that song. Like I really love that song, bro. Like the way I'm, bro. The way it just maybe when we go slide, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Then YG come on there. You know how he always come on four hundred. Four hundred. I'm like, oh yeah, shit, man. I'm I'm fucked with it, man. I really like that song. That's that's probably like one of my favorite, you know, singles that dropped recently. I know Wale dropped. That was smooth. That was nice. Wale coming with his album next week. Definitely, I'm definitely can't wait for that. Wale, one of the most underrated in the game. 
And uh, definitely can't wait. Ale does not disappoint with albums, and I can't wait to hear it. He went three for three last year with mixtapes, so while I can't wait. Hey, you know what I'm, I'm going to do with every guest that come on this show? What up with it? On the podcast, just to fuck with you. Because <laughs> I know how hard of a Wale fan you are. Like, I'm a fan of Wale too, but I'm not as hard as like as you. I'm just gonna ask them their opinions on Wale. I see it's like gonna start a conversation for sure. That's gonna definitely start a conversation, man. We like listen, man. What I was just listening to earlier, I was listening to my nigga Cuddy. They crush a bit, little bit, roll it up, take a hit, feeling lit, feeling like 2 a.m. summer night. I don't care, hand on the wheel, driving a truck, go doing my thing. Hey, nigga, dog, he was talking that shit on Pursuit of Happiness. That's my shit. Yeah, that's, that's a good ass song right there. That, 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 I bought back some members. I was just listening to that shit earlier. But man, listen, I want to pursue the happiness to get this money, to get this motivation to be on this grind. And we all out here continue to evolve, continue to uh, create, continue to do you, continue to listen to this podcast. We out here. We love y'all. I feel like you just trying to give us an outro. But I have a bitch fuck you. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, we got to get to that too. Yeah, so... <laughs> so... <clears throat> So, my bitch fuck you goes out to my site supervisor uh, at my internship. I not the school at the school, bro. I don't fuck with her, bro, and she don't fuck with me. Okay. But she real passive about it. Mm-hmm. And according to a position of power, it would it would be out of my place to really snap on her. You know, and I That's like she shouldn't. just be she just be pissing me off on like a whole lot of levels like a whole lot like there'd be kids coming in like i got there's one student who's from dubai this is sec- this is the beginning of his second year in the school me and him had a one-on-one session and he's having some cultural shock going on and other things going on in his life and i told her like hey man this kid's kind of having some culture shock it, things going on in his life and he's trying to you know work around that and she's like, no, he can't be going through culture shock. He's been here for a year and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do you realize he's the only kid in this entire school from Dubai? Mm-hmm. He doesn't get to talk about anything about his traditions or his culture with anybody. Like, he's right. stuck in this school with... Just him. Uh, just him. Like, and everybody else got somebody they can turn to and they can relate with, but he don't got nobody. And that shit's fucked up. Or when I'm doing stuff relating to kids and like students and whatnot on my level she be getting upset like we need to do work and blah blah blah. I'm like girl I'm doing work like I'm building relationships with these students it's not the not the way you do it because you're an you're an older white woman and that's your way of connecting kids but I'm a young vibrant energetic black man like who actually want to start the conversation with these kids as yeah. opposed to what the fuck you doing and and it pisses me off when she be trying to like snap and shit. I'm like, girl, I'll let off on your ass. Like we'll go to different trainings and stuff or do different things or eat at lunch with each other. And when I say eat at lunch, we be in the school eating and other people be in there. And I just be either on my laptop working on something because I got schoolwork or I'll be on my phone relaxing, hitting the grind time chat, hitting the good guy chat. You know, shout out to the good guys. Shout out to the Grime Time or Sushi Gang. You know what I mean? All my, my friends chats because throughout the day, I can't be on my phone. I can't just whip out my phone while I'm sitting with a student and just text my guys. So I'm talking with my guys. And then I always hear out the side, like, 
she always saying making a comment like oh he don't care about our, our conversation or he don't he don't care about it. look at him blocking us out bitch shut up <laughs> leave me the fuck alone because if, if i didn't i would say something that i don't need to say to you bitch now shut up right now let me let me just let me be in my space and do me over here while you do you over there because we don't need to we don't need to be in each other's face all day it don't need to be like that so i don't know my bitch fuck you go out to her because i I keep it real light in this conversation actually add on a little bit more all the kids fuck with me the administration fuck with me in the school the teachers fuck with me in the school i done built great relationships with a lot of students i don't i'm picking up spanish to learn for our spanish-speaking students so i can so they can have somebody in the school that round of applause for you okay you know what i'm saying like i'm I'm trying to do those things where you know because it because it's not a segregated school but you know Hispanic kids fuck with the Hispanic kids. The black kids fuck with the black kids. White kids, white kids, and it's segregated. Yeah, but then like in some parts, people kids integrate and whatnot. And they got their friends of all ethnicities and races, which is cool. But I want to be able because because I do lunch duty and whatnot sometimes, and I say what up to all the kids. And some kids don't speak English, and I'm like, damn, that don't mean they can't be connected with. Like I'll go to one of the uh, student class I go to and help him with math. And another boy in there don't speak English. And I'm like, shit, is anybody going to teach this boy in the back of the class? Or, or just fuck him because he don't speak English? No, exactly. I'm going to pick up Spanish and I'm gonna, at least I'm going to say hello. If I can't teach him or teach them in, in English, I'm just going, como esta? How you doing? Buenos dias. <laughs> Good morning. It's just like the small steps you're taking just to be able to start the kind of dialogue with them. Right. And she, and she ain't doing none of that shit. She's not doing that shit. So I'm like, the time I spend with these kids is important, but they, but we didn't know if I was going to be there the next semester in the same internship site. So one day she's like, oh, you're not going to be here. I got my, my new um, intern for the fall and whatnot. And it's the same time I was doing the presentations on suicide. So I'm like, damn. So later on that week, I'm like, so, oh, what if we, you know, we wanted me to stay and all that stuff. Cause I've been doing good work with all these kids. She's like, oh no. She gave me that look like, oh no, sorry. Um, she gave, she gave you that. She gave you that. She gave you that look. Yeah. Like, oh no, I, I got my intern for next. I'm sorry, time. buddy. Yeah. yeah. And I got my, sorry, but yeah. I got my one from the, from the fall too. So yeah, can't have it. You know, I'm like, damn. And then and a part of me, like you kind of bullshitting or you kind of made this happen because they don't really pick out the internship sites to like near the end of the semester for people. So I'm like, hmm. And the people I've told in my cohort and some of our doctoral supervisors and some of the professors, they looking like, huh? Already? And they asking me, they asking me, where you gonna be at? And I'm like, I have no idea. No one ever told me this other than her. And then my old supervisor from last year from my practicum, she's now she's not she's no longer in the school. She's the head of all high school and middle school school counselors. So I, after a training, I went up to her. I'm like, hey, Jody. And I love Jody. She is like amazing. She is a superhero, for real superwoman for sure. I'm like, Jody, where am I? Um, I'm not going to be there in my site next semester. Do you know where I'm going to be at? And she's like, oh, we don't have you listed for anything. So I'm like, how the fuck? How the fuck they got somebody all the way to the next fall? I don't even got next semester. Who? What the fuck? Shit ain't adding up, bitch. Nah, it's definitely not adding. <laughs> nah, up. man, bitch. Fuck you. Cause now you you just over here hating and shit. But I don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with you. So yeah, that's my bitch. Fuck you for this time apart. Hey, <sighs> supervisor. Fuck you. Yeah, bitch. You got any bitch fuck yous? 
for me this week, man, it's gonna be uh, I'm gonna keep it simple. Uh, bitch, fuck you to all the Michigan drivers who likes to uh, <laughs> cut in front of a bus. Uh, you motherfuckers gonna die one day. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm uh, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is what it is. You know, I listen. If I hit you, I ain't, you ain't gonna get no sympathy from me, man. For real. No, none at all. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I told you what it was. I told you what it was. But I, I've been giving a warning out for like the last three months. I've been giving warnings, bro. But if so, sooner or later, you know, I'm. It's gonna happen. That impact. It's gonna happen. Boy, these motherfuckers drop out as hell. And it's been raining a lot like crazy up here, too. So. Motherfuckers just be cut in front of it, especially in the rain too. Like it takes me an extra fifteen seconds to stop on the bus, bro. Like why are you cutting? Like why are people so much in a rush? Like all the times, bro. I see accidents every freaking day, every freaking day, which could have been avoided if you just been had the patience just to slow down, go the other way. You know what I'm saying? And it's like right. really sad. It's very sad. Now you gotta you coming out all this money for your car, especially if you don't have insurance. You're probably going to jail if you don't have insurance. You know, it's a lot of different factors that you gotta take into account that will happen if you just slow down because you're going to get to the place at the same time no matter how fast you go you know what i'm saying like all that little going 60 and 45 i mean yeah it's cool but bro you're still going to get there no matter and i'd rather you get there safe than to be sorry by getting hit by a nigga like me so fuck you to all the michigan drivers and uh like i said we're gonna pursue the happiness we're gonna get it we're gonna grind shout out to grind time shout out to everybody out there that's fucking with us so we love you and um yes yeah, the movement we got guests coming hopefully and uh hey big things coming it's everything in between nigga straight up probably be about as good as I was. That's kind of the way it works, you know, and I, I, I was below average, you know, so, whoa. So you'll probably ultimately rank somewhere around there, you know, so I really, you'll excel at a lot of things, just not this. I don't want you out here shooting this ball around all day and night, all right? All right. Okay? All right, go ahead. let somebody tell you you can't do something. Not even me. All right? All right. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. Period. <laughs>